and welcome to episode five of the Dead Fuck Podcast. I'm Ben. I'm here with Dylan, and we have a guest on today. His name's Nick. Nick, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How you doing? I am okay. To say today, it's a little hot in my house. Um, Dylan, how are you doing? Sorry, I don't want to forget about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good. Just a normal Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is Tuesday. Well, yeah, we're going to start today's episode on the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning series, where if you want to call it even a game that happened last night. Oh. <laughs> it was 8 nothing for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, it's an absolute demolition of a team. Yeah, I think the Lightning in that one just proved their, just how deep they are. Like I think I think we kind of underestimated them back when we made our picks. We underestimated just how deep that team actually was. Oh yeah, we thought Carolina was gonna be running away with it, right? Just because of how deep we thought Carolina was gonna be and how many times they've actually been to the playoffs in the last few years or been to the conference finals. Yeah. Like even that fourth line of Patrick Maroon and uh I think Tyler Johnson. Like, even they're generating good offense. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, I thought I'd be, I thought I would want to pick Tampa, I guess. Um, just because they've won the cup last year. Like, I don't know what you think about Nick, but I think Tampa would have probably been a safe pick if we made our picks right. Well, not gonna lie, in my conference or in like I guess the Cup final because conferences are weird this year. <clears throat> I picked uh, Colorado and Tampa because I'm just like, oh yeah, Colorado's gonna just breeze through everyone. They might, <clears throat> they might have a little trouble with Vegas, and then they're just gonna beat whoever in the conference quote unquote final. And then I honestly didn't think Carolina was gonna beat Tampa if they did match up when I made my prediction before the playoff format was even like a thing. Um, I just, I was like, who is going to beat Tampa? Like the only, the only team I could see being Tampa is Colorado. That's because like they have a bunch of superstars on their team. The only thing that I was worried about with Colorado and it ended up being a problem was their goaltending. Their goaltending was shaky, really shaky. Um, but yeah, Tampa, I picked them in the Stanley cup finals, so I didn't sleep on them. I wasn't one of those people that's like, Oh, Carolina, you know, they're so good. And, you know, Rod Brendamore beef, Buffy guy, he'll pump him <laughs> up and, and be like, yeah, we can beat Tampa. These guys all suck. It's not like they yeah. won a cup last year. Yeah. It's, it's not like they just won the cup last year and yeah, they didn't even have Stamkos. They had him for five shifts. Still scored so, a goal. <laughs> Score, score, wasn't it on his like second shift or something? Third shift? Yeah, I think he played a total of like three minutes. Yeah, and he scored nine nine seconds into one of his shifts. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, Kucherov, he's gonna be slow. He hadn't played all year. Stamkos, he's injury prone now. He's gonna be a shell of himself." But then all of a sudden. Like Kucherov's leading the playoffs in points, I'm pretty sure, or if yep. I'm wrong on that. Yeah, he is. Like he's gone back to his usual MVP. superstar self. MVP like, it's, self. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I saw a thing, it was like 
who's going to be the Conn Smythe winner? It could literally be like six different players for yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. You could literally go down the list of their team. Like, you can even pick Victor Hedman, which I really don't think. I mean, he's been good, but he hasn't been as good as he usually is. Nah, um, not really. Like, Braden Point has obviously been the best player on I mean, their you team. Could even, you could put Kalorn on there. He got two goals and an assist yesterday. <laughs> I just think he's in the right spot every single time. Yeah. He gets pretty lucky. I mean, his two goals yesterday were pretty greasy, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, he seems like one of those guys that just goes right to the net. Just battles for goals. But you got, like, the other series, right, too, with, like, uh, Carey Price. And you could also put Vasilevsky in there as well for the consummate because he's just a brick wall. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Islanders had, yeah, they only had, like, 21 shots through the entire game. I mean, they should have had at least two goals, but, I mean, that's that was just their luck yesterday. They hit a post, and then it went through the crease over top of SLS. He didn't even touch him. And then one of their players, I don't remember who it was, he whiffed on a wide-open cross-crease pass, and I believe went off his toe, and then it missed the right post by a couple inches. So that was just their luck yesterday. Yeah. I mean, Vasil- with Vasilevsky, too. Um, I remember watching him at the World Juniors, and he... He was only, I think, what, like 17, I think, then? I think they first started him at 17. And he was an absolute superstar. And he will always be a superstar, I think. Like, do you, there's, like, Dylan, do you think he's definitely the Vesna winner again this year? Um, like, his numbers are just so good. Like,. Uh, my heart wants to wants Flurry to win the the Vesna just so that he has it and it kind of cements his legacy. But like, even in the playoffs, Vasilevsky he has three shutouts already in a nine thirty six. Like, that's insane. Like he, I think it was I, I maybe it was the Steve Dangle podcast, but they were already talking like based on his uh, his record already. Like at only twenty six years of age. He could be a Hall of Famer today. I can't, I can't believe he's even 26 years old. He's 26? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh God. My God. That, that's ridiculous. And how much longer does he have left on his contract? That's a good question. Um, uh, oh, my um, God. I don't know, but he he's already won a cup. He's got, what, two Vesnas? One, for sure. Yeah, one for sure. Um, and he's his numbers, his wins, his shutouts. He's just the whole package. And he's like, when you watch him play in net, he doesn't even like. He's so. Um, he's such a good, uh, like I don't know, I can't even describe it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the way he moves around in the net. Yeah, he plays butterfly, but he's so much better standing up, and he's so much he's so more aware he's, of like he, where everything what, what everything's going on around him. He, he's very mobile for such a big guy. Yeah, and you don't realize how big he to is. Me, either. he seems he seems very um like back in the day, goalies were super floppy, right? And now the butterfly is the like the standard. To me, yeah. he's like super precise in his like 
like, I don't know the goalie terms, but like, yeah, that's why I was his, struggling his with his <laughs> movement across the crease and like everything, every movement that he has is so like precise and tactical. Yeah. Like he, it's not f- floppy or sloppy. Like everything is like a precise movement that he's like practiced and perfected. Yeah. Like he has, like how many goalies make a catch behind their back like that? Uh, like just just all of a sudden I'm just gonna reach behind my back because I know he's I, I'm already falling forward. I'm just gonna reach behind my back just to see if I can get a glove at it, and he ends up catching it. I don't know how the hell he did it. But the, it, the, I think actually didn't uh didn't Quick do that one year? Didn't he do it in like yeah. a shootout or something? Um, I can't. It remember. might not have been his glove. It might have been like. His, his blocker like, or something. Doing the, yeah, his blocker or something like that. And he was doing, like, the scorpion that, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> well, I, 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 I picture him as, like, a Hasek or something like that, too. The only the only time I can think of, like, before now, because now, like, goalies are so athletic and they're doing so many different things with their equipment where they can actually move around and it's not clunky, is, like, the playoff game in Montreal versus Boston when Jose Theodore like the 180 with his blocker went off his stick hit his blocker and saved a shot from bill garen like that's a that's the only one i can really think of it wasn't his glove but it's still like going behind the back and like doing a 180 and just desperation save yeah or you can think of Braden holpe save this year where he just stacked the pads <laughs> and swung all the way across and it just <laughs> oh yeah I wonder, pad. I wonder whose team that was against i don't know who mm, that was i don't know i don't, I don't know what you're talking about so I just know the save. I don't know what team they were playing. Yeah, I, I I don't even remember the score of the game. Oh. I couldn't I couldn't tell you the score of the game. I could definitely tell you the score of the game. <laughs> actually, actually, I don't even know. I remember that was like the, the one of the first two games that the Canucks came back after they were off for like three weeks with COVID. Yeah, that's when the Leafs played them twice and then lost twice. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 got our hopes up for no reason. I mean, but you, that's you, when the Leafs embarrassment started. Oh, thanks. Oh. It all went downhill <laughs> from there. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? It just started at the beginning of their franchise. Not even the, this year. It just starts there. <laughs> Whoa! I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna start with them. Ben. ben. Off season. It's the off season. It's fine. Hey, you. Hey, you resigned Spets. I mean, that's a win right there. It is. I. I was so happy. Oh, did you did you hear what he said about his contract? He's like, yeah, oh, I wish, I, I wish, yeah. Oh, I wish I could sign for less, but there's a minimum. Yeah, <laughs> just pay him for free. You don't have to pay well, him I'm, at all. I'm like, well, what con- what kind of contract would he have taken if he like had the ability to take less, like, like a two way? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't send Spezza down anyways, but like obviously. Yeah. No, but with the whole he'll just threaten to retire. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm not playing on the Leafs. I don't want to play on the Marlies. What's wrong with you? Is, is do you guys know Jordan Sparks is still in your guys' system? Oh God, no. He went to Vegas. They traded. Oh, he did. Vegas, yeah. And then I have no idea where he is now. He might be in the ECHL or something now. I remember when I remember when he was getting hyped up so much. He played like a couple games up with Toronto. Like, you mean Garrett Sparks, not Jordan Sparks? I think Jordan Sparks is an actress. Just over like, oh. <laughs> I was like, who's Jordan Sparks? Yeah, Garrett Sparks. Yeah, that's okay. He's he's still shit, so it's all good. Hey, that just goes to show how forgettable he is. Yeah, he's like the just he's the Justin <laughs> Pogi that everybody forgets about, but then somehow remembers his name. The only the only no everybody remembers Justin Pogi. <laughs> the only the the one the hype. 
the one thing I can remember with Justin Pogge is like in I don't remember if it was in the minors. I'm pretty sure it was in the minors. Um, he like freaked out after like a penalty shot or a or a shootout. Like something happened and he was just pissed off about it. He like pushed the net off its if off its um, off the bearings and then he like went after the ref. That's the only <laughs> thing I remember with Justin Pogge. I remember Tuka Rass doing that as well, throwing milk crates and. <laughs> yeah, it slammed a stick against the glass. <laughs> Chucks it out. He he whipped it out there at the refs too. He didn't oh even... yeah, he. There was talk. There was talk briefly that the Leafs want to sign Tukarask, but I don't think that's going to happen ever. So I'm like, yeah, oh cool, I got the goalie that we actually had in the first place. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think he wants to stay in Boston. But we'll get back to this series here. Yeah. Um, Matt Barzell cross-checking. Oh Jan my God, Ruta. Yanni Ruta? Or... Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Clear the floor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the game, and it, it happened just, like, before, like, uh, intermission. And they went to the panel, and it was BX, uh, the chick. I don't remember her name. Um, um, Elliot Friedman. Was that Bot- Jennifer Botterill? Yeah. Yeah, Jen. And then, like, the normal guys and Kevin BX was just like, oh, like, he barely got hit. Like, he had one hand on his stick because his top hand came off. So it's not even that bad. Like, Ruta went down like he got cross-checked in the face. I'm like, okay, Kevin, I love you. You're a Canuck and you went to Anaheim like every other Canuck, but you need to, like, shut up. He had two <laughs> hands on his stick. He cross-checked him once and it was, like, I think it was in the shoulder or it was in the ribs. But then he came up higher and cross-checked him. You can actually see in the replay his stick cross-checking him in his jaw. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what Kevin was looking at. I think he's blind. Well, Kevin, Kevin's also got, you know, he's got one of those CTE brains that he doesn't know yet. Yeah, I mean, he also, played, he also played for Vancouver, so he, yeah. got, he got some dumbness from playing for that team. <laughs> I mean, the GM is still there, so. Oh, my God. It's the same GM that's there. But, yep. yeah, the Barzell cross-check, it's it's definitely warranted for what the what the refs gave them, sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't see, like, you cross-check a guy in the face. But then I think back to, like, like since it wasn't a hit, like, Palat hit, um, who did he hit in the last series? Like, like, like buckled him. And oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no suspension, no... I don't think there was a call on the ice. I don't uh, think so. And you look at stuff like that, and we, we're we going to talk about the refs being consistent, I guess. Oh, yeah. The, the lack thereof. Um, <laughs> I just think that if you're going to make a call, make a call like that, that's fine. He might. I don't think he's going to be suspended for it. He'll probably get no, 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 no. He got, he came up to he got a 5K fine. Oh, yeah, yeah 5K? He, I think yeah, he got, yeah. yeah, he got a 5K fine. That makes sense. That that's fine. I'm actually that's probably one of the best 5K finds that actually is the most true, like yeah, yeah, yeah. fine that that's ever been given out so far. I think, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, not going to mention any other ones in the regular season. Stupid. Oh, oh no, we we already talked about the McCann oh, one with the, with the helmet toss and then the or <laughs> Tom Wilson getting Tom five. Wilson. Oh my god, those are ridiculous. Yeah, we we had a good time with Tom Wilson. We were. You know, oh, we, we talked about Tom Wilson, I think, for like 25 minutes one day. It was, it was a good chat. But whatever. No, I think, the, I think the Barzell thing, like, it warrants the, the fine and the penalty. Like, yeah. 
I don't think it's that. Like rewatching it <clears throat> a couple times. Yeah. Like he, he tries to get a stick up, but I don't think it's as egregious maybe as um, a suspension would warrant. Oh yeah, like look like heat of the moment, just a you know. Well, I mean, like you piss you piss me off. Yeah. Well, they were going at it in front of the net, like just before the play, and then they went to the yeah. bench, and then they got into it. Still, I think I think uh, uh, Ruta grabbed Barzell while he's trying to get into the bench, and then they started cross checking each other. So, yeah. But I mean, you look at the player like Barzell. You really think of him as a dirty player? I don't think so. So it was no, but that that term's pretty loose now. Oh yeah. After Shifley and all this other <laughs> shit that's going on, so yeah, it's pretty loose. Yeah, I mean, did you guys was... see the picture of uh, Pat Maroon sitting on the Islanders bench? <laughs> yeah, so that was actually so funny because, like, the lighting were up early in the game, and it was out of hand. Like, it was like six nothing in the second period, and Clutterbuck was trying to get under Maroon's skin to goad him into a penalty, and. Um, he came back to uh, Pat Maroon came back to the bench and John Cooper was like, you know, like, what the hell are you doing? We're up six nothing. You can't be getting involved in that crap. And then uh, Maroon was just like, oh, I'm just sticking up for my guy because I think Clutterbuck like hit some guy from behind or did a, a late hit or something that obviously wasn't called. Um, but then in the third period, yeah, Clutterbuck pulled him into the bench and Maroon's just like, oh, okay. I'm in your <laughs> bench. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wait for you to get in the bench, and I'm gonna leave. Like he, he didn't say a word. He didn't. He wasn't smiling. He just had like stone face. Just like yeah, okay, cool. He literally looks like I just looked up the picture. He literally looks like he's going off for like going on for a shift. He yeah, like he's gonna come back. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you right now, Dylan. It's, it's the I funniest it, thing. I thought it was hilarious. It's. It, I just like every time I was on Twitter, it just kept popping up. I was like. I think he's on the Islanders side, and then they're not even looking at him. Yeah, like they're they're just he's just there. It's like he's just staying there, just to kind of piss them off even more, which is, <laughs> just makes it better. Hey, he, hey, he's just being a gentleman. He's just waiting for Clarkberg yeah. to get in the bench, and then he's when he's in the bench, then he leaves. Do you know that guy can win a third Stanley Cup in three years if they make it to the finals? Oh yeah, the big rig is gonna be the big I, three. That'd I can't. Be, <laughs> I can't wait for the for the for the celebration after when they're in Tampa. That's gonna be hilarious. On the jet skis again? Yeah. They okay. I also think with like we can start talking about the other series if you guys want to. But um I think Vegas is gonna be if Vegas makes it through Montreal, which I swear if they don't make it through Montreal, I'm not watching any more hockey. <laughs> um <laughs> this this year. Um I think Tampa's got that, unfortunately. Still. I don't. I think Tampa's got both teams. I don't. I don't care how good Carey Price plays. I mean, I was watching Tampa's power play, and they just are so sick, man. Like those guys, like they just pass it to places. I'm like, how do you see that? <laughs> like I played hockey for 14 years. I was a defenseman, and I was a semi decent passer. I would have never thought of some of the passes that like Kucherov makes or Point makes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I I'm not the biggest Montreal fan, but I I just do not want Vegas to win a cup. I'm not <laughs> not 
not until like they've hit the 10 year mark then i'm like okay you've been in the league long enough like you're good now like they've had so much go their way in terms of like how much leniency they had with the draft like both of them the nhl draft and the expansion draft like it's ridiculous I mean, you got, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, I think it's so hard to predict because I think we got literally every pick wrong. <laughs> well, I got Vegas in, our, like, in the last... final right now so far, but that's about it. All I have so, right like... is, I just have Tampa right for now. Yeah. Like, that's about it. Yeah, like Montreal just keeps, I don't know. I wasn't expecting them to do it against Toronto. I don't think anybody had them picked against Toronto. I didn't. And then, and then, no. And then Winnipeg, which is kind of like, oh, okay. Winnipeg just imploded. And then to come in and, yeah, like I think, I think that's what people saw more was that Winnipeg failed instead of Montreal winning. Winning the yeah. like sweeping them. Yeah, and then, I mean, they've taken two games from Vegas. I think they were the better team in Game Four as well. Yeah. Like. I was more shocked that, I mean, like, they got given a goal to tie the game to send it to overtime because Flurry decided to do the same thing he did in 2004 and basically <laughs> just give the puck to him. Oh, don't bring that up again. <laughs> you have oh. to. <laughs> you have to. Because, and then, I don't know if you guys saw the video of him, like, practicing. Yeah. The puck goes behind the net, and then he's like, yeah, he's fist pumping. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Um. But yeah, if he stays in his net and is and gets to play tonight, um, since we're recording this on what day is it today? Tuesday, June twenty second, I believe it is. Um, yep. Yep. Thanks, guys. I really needed that. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean, I'd probably put Leonard back in, but Flurry is also always a good pick. I mean, you got two good goalies. It's just with with Leonard, it was the whole fact that he got shelled by Colorado 7-1. And they're like, okay, you can come back out of the net. You just needed to give Flurry a day off. Or because it was like right, the next series is right there, right? So, but yeah. I, I go back to Leonard. Just just one, it's game five. It's in Vegas. He'll have, um, you know, more of a effect, I guess, even more than what he did in the last game. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. I don't think it matters who they go with. They got two big goals. Like I, yeah. I mean, you got Carey Price. I mean, Jake Allen's not playing, so there's only one goalie on that side. So. <laughs> no, the, I saw an interesting comparison, and it was comparing like, um, the the 2021 Canadians to the 1993 Canadians who ended up winning the cup, because their rosters were in a way similar where they didn't really have like a superstar or two leading the team. Like their leading score was Vincent Domfus. Like in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> you mean who? a good player, but not like you know. And they were basically carried by Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the same sort of predicament. Yeah, so there's there's some interesting like parallels there. I also saw the parallel of uh the twenty eleven 12 kings or 2012 kings yeah the 2012 ones yeah and how um yeah they just they obviously didn't have star power either really they had jeff carter and uh justin williams um they had a good goalie and jonathan quick yeah 
and then they ended up sweeping all these people. And I was thinking about it the other night too, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, but like, yeah, they're the eight seed. Like they're comparing them in the way of yeah, the like those Kings were the eight seeds, eight seed, uh, which is the lowest, and then Montreal is the last team to get into the playoffs. But when you look at the actual teams, like LA just steamrolled everybody. Like they beat Vancouver in five. Then the next series they swept whoever it was. And then they I think they won in six in the next series. And then every single series they ended up partying every two seconds. Because they're like so done and they had to wait for every other team to show up. <clears throat> and then they got it done against the was that the Rangers? That one? I think that was the yeah, Rangers think... years. Yeah, with Alec Martinez. Mm, I think the, or was that the, second the Rangers one? and the next one, the second one. So who they? Oh, it was the Devils. Yeah, it was the other New York team or New Jersey team. Yeah. But they beat them pretty handily too. But even compared to the to the Kings, like the Canadians don't have a Kopitar. Like maybe Dano, but not... No. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a Doughty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have all these pieces that are, I think are kind of like maybe tier two players that assemble together just seem to have something. They don't have those superstar elite, elite players. What are you talking about? They're paying Josh Anderson five and a half mil to clean up grease goals. But yeah, with that series also... It's tied 2-2. Uh, game 5 goes tonight. Hopefully Vegas pulls this one off. Please. Yeah, I think Vegas takes it. Please. I think they I think they, they close out the next two. But, you know, I haven't been right on anything. Right. So. We'll just <laughs> watch it and see what happens. That's, that's all we can do now. Because, you know, both like, our teams are kind of shitty. So. The Canadians... You look at some of these guys and how young they are. Suzuki's 21. Kakaniemi's 20. Caulfield's 19. Like, yeah. even Druin, he's still 25. Gallagher's still only 28. Uh, Romanov. Yeah, Alexander Romanov. Like, Romanov, Romanov, whatever. <laughs> if, Price can, if Price can, you know, continue whatever this is in the playoffs, like actually playing up to his contract and stuff, Given a few years, this Canadiens team is going to be real scary. Yeah. For this, like, playoffs, everybody wrote them off. They're like, oh, yeah, Toronto's just going to demolish them. And then they got past Toronto, and then everyone's like, oh, that's typical Toronto. <laughs> you know, they just they just blow leads, blah, blah, blah. Now, Winnipeg, they just swept Edmonton Oilers and two of the best players in the world, even though... You know they can't they can't be the goalie defenseman and the best players in the world all at once. Now Winnipeg's just gonna beat them. Winnipeg is is has better players, has better veteran players, they have better goaltending, and then nope four zero. Because Shifley decided they're... to be okay. an idiot. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that was that was. I heard, I briefly heard a thing where he was like, oh. Like, I kind of only had to hit him. Like, I wasn't going to go for a stick. I'm like, well, I mean, you could have gone yeah. for a stick and you wouldn't have gotten suspended four for, games. like, what was it, four five games? games? Four yeah, games? Basically yeah, basically got... four games. And then the, the last one that obviously he didn't play, it will be carried over until next season. So he'll be suspended for yeah, one which of I the think... games. 
<laughs> I think that's hilarious. But, like, Montreal just keeps defying every single odd that's against them, and now they're tied 2-2 against Vegas, who everyone thought that Vegas was going to manhandle. I didn't think they were going to win a single game. I didn't even think I told Dylan. I was like, I don't think they're going to win a single game. It's going to be, like, four or five games. I mean, I, I thought Montreal was going to win one game because, like, uh, Price would just go back to his MVP days and, like, put the team on his back and, like, win, like, a one nothing game or a 2-1 game, something like that. But, no, I definitely didn't see this series going past, um, going past like, five or six games. Yeah. Well, I mean. And now it's for sure six. Yeah, it's for sure six, yeah. So. I just, obviously, I, I do not like Montreal with every part of my being. Oh, I wonder yeah. why. Um, but I think them having a young team, too, kind of helps because sometimes you get these teams where, like, they're kind of underrated and they're not really, you know, they're the eighth seed or whatever. And they sneak through, they get far. Like I'm thinking of like a team like Toronto. We'll use Toronto back in like 2013, right? Thank where you. they almost beat Boston. Yeah. If they had won that series, <laughs> maybe won two series, just like Montreal, then management would have looked at that group and said, yeah, this is it. Like Phil Kessel yeah. and JVR. James Reimer. Like these are the guys. These are the guys to lead this team, yeah. knowing full well, like, no, like this team can <laughs> no be better. <laughs> Whereas like, in Montreal, like, they're doing it, but they still have this young core just kind of waiting right there in the wings. Like, it's Deneau and Gallagher leading this team and Price. Yeah. But they still have this, these superstar potential young guys sitting on the second well, and third lines. You could also even throw in like the the older defensemen like Weber and Petrie that are teaching yeah. like Romanov how to how to be a defenseman in the league and it's just unreal. I think that comparison with that Leafs team is very valid because yeah yeah like if when, when you say yeah if the Leafs ended up beating Boston, we'll just say as in a score of I think it was what four one. <laughs> There's four one with nine minutes left, so we'll just say they won four one. Yeah. Just say that they go on to play whomever in the second whatever they made it past the first round streak yeah. is broken we don't talk about it <laughs> um yeah i think james reimer would have been there i don't think phil castle would have left or traded him dion would be no. like you know hero captain oh, um yeah, double dion i just think it'd be a totally different thing i don't even know if we'd even draft austin matthews if that happened Ooh, that's a good point there. Because if yeah, that's only you know three years later, right? So, and then yeah. it was the fall, and then like you look at the 2015 teams, and like we're just falling for Matthews or whoever the top pick was, like Lion or Matthews or McDavid. Yeah, Matthews the year before, and oh god, it was mm-hmm. terrible. I remember those years; those are the worst teams I think I've ever watched play. They had like Pete. Can you even name players? PA Parento on had team? like the most goals, I think, on in twenty fifteen. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And there was yeah. Well, and terrible in that twenty fifteen draft. Say your hypothetical dream scenario <laughs> happens where they make it past the first round. <laughs> I don't know about dream, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't have wanted to see them get past the first round in twenty eleven. Oh yeah, that'd be. That's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm saying. 
like your dream scenario of them making it past the first round and beating Boston in that game seven, four to one with eight or nine minutes left. That actually happened. They didn't give up four goals. Yeah. Um, in the 2015 draft, you guys also drafted Marner, so that wouldn't have happened oh, either. Oh, God. We, yeah, if I don't even that, know what this team would look if, like. If that core group stayed together, like Kessel, JVR, and Reimer, and all, and all the other guys, you guys wouldn't have had Marner and possibly Matthews either. Yeah, Nylander would just been drafted, I think, the year. He drafted in 2013, I think. So, yeah, we might we might have already drafted so. Nylander at that time, but still, like, we would have Nylander. And now look at him now. Five goals, seven games. Six, um, six, yeah. 2014. 2014? Oh, so we might not have drafted him either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Think about no. how bad they would be today if they had committed oh, to no, Phil Kessel and JVR. <laughs> and then traded tra- hey, to Dion to Ottawa for... Um... Whoa. Hey, Kessel did win two cups. I know he did. So... <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I love about hockey is that it always goes back to the Leafs how bad they are. Of course it it's does. All, like it's that's, all rooted that's, so like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they're the butt end joke of the league, unless your name's Buffalo. <laughs> well, no, we we've already discussed Buffalo a bit too because we're like, yeah, maybe the next year you guys can get a scouting staff and then, you know, actually become an actual NHL franchise instead of just you know scraping the bottom of the barrel for like Matt Molson and Kyle Pozo and having like you know players oh. that have been there for a while and then literally can't play anymore because they're just their bodies just physically can't do it anymore like bring like you guys should have brought back ryan miller for like a, like a swan song just just for shit <laughs> who cares like he just he just retired this year right you should have just brought him back like just sign him one year deal yeah you know you get to play on buffalo where you actually had the best years of your career bring back palm and if he's oh, still even playing he might be playing in like russia or oh something. my get God. danny Breer out of retirement <laughs> <laughs> Chris Drury comes out of the, the Rangers GM room. He's oh back on God. the ice for Buffalo. And then they they find a way to get yeah, Hasek Christian to Erhoff be shows back up, up with Ryan Finneganov and Oh, don't bring up Erhoff. <laughs> oh. He was like honestly, he was he was my favorite player on that twenty eleven Canucks team. I he was he was so good. Even on the Canucks, to be honest. Yeah. And don't bring up Cody Hodge. Hey, that guy either. was really good oh. too. Is his body just shut down? I still remember, like the the thing that sticks with me about Cody Hodgson was when he had that absolute bullet of a shot against Boston, and I think it was just a regular season game. It was a bullet going down the right wing, just winds up, claps it past. Uh, uh, what's his name? Tim. Tho- Tim yeah, Thomas. Tim Thomas. And Tim, Tim Thomas stares him down. He's like, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> Like he'd never heard of Cody Hodgson before, but yeah, this thing sticks out to me about Cody Hodgson. But yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I look, I look back at like uh, at all that stuff. But I, I've been on my Facebook now. I've been seeing pop-ups of uh, 10, 11 years ago of the Canucks losing, and me, me writing yeah. some things on Facebook that I don't regret <laughs> in the slightest because oh. I wrote like Luongo equals oh, yeah? rated. I think. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, whoa, it was whoa. eleven years ago. You're just, you're just saying that because he was the captain for like a year, and everybody was like, "Why you can't make you can't a make goalie a captain? You can't. It's against the rules of hockey, apparently." Yeah, he, and then they they banned it. Literally, like I think either either the season after or a couple seasons after he uh, gave up his captaincy. That's okay. You guys are still paying him. It's fine. It's only been eleven years, so. 
Yeah, don't remind me of that. <laughs> At least we're not the. Uh, so the Islanders are still paying Di Pietro? Yes. For 2027, like 20, yeah. 6. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's about, he's got it made. <laughs> yeah, he's. He hasn't played in in the NHL since 2018. Did he even yeah. play oh, yeah. until then? I thought he stopped playing in like 2015. No, I think it's 2018. But wow. Yeah, he's he's getting paid 1.2 like like till 2027 or 2026. Yeah, it's, and then you got like, you look at those deals too, right? Like like Mike Richards. His last NHL season was 2013. Oh my god. <laughs> He played three games. Yeah, ben, what are yeah, Ben? I was like, I don't remember him. I playing forgot when he got drafted. Too. Oh, I forgot. You dumb leaf. <laughs> the last time he played more than ten games was 2011. He played 26. Oh my! With the Islanders? God. The last time he played like an wow. actual full season was 2008. <laughs> Jeez. It, like that's probably the worst contract in the history of any sport. Oh, any sport? Yeah, uh, no, like. I think that's the worst contract because you put all this money, you draft a goalie first overall, and then you sign him to a 13-year deal. I thought it was more than that. I thought it was 15. I think at that time it was only 13, but it might be more. Again, I'm not really good with the facts. So. I think it was a 15-year. It was like either way. I'm pretty sure it's 15. Way too much. <laughs> like if we're gonna like talk gonna about these like Kovalchuk and. Brad, not Brad Richards, Mike Richards. You look at all these players and they sign him for such stupid deals. Carey Price, but he's actually kind of performed. Or 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 uh, Suter and Parise signed oh the exact same God. deal. Yeah, that was, that, was, that, was, that was ridiculous. I can't believe that on the same team you signed two different players, one forward, one defense, to the same deal. And expect mm-hmm. them not, like, they're also older now. Like, like Parise... Crazy, whatever he wants to be called. Uh, I think this might be his last year, second last year, possibly playing in the league. Because I don't think that he wants to be in Minnesota, and I don't think Minnesota wants him to be there anymore. Probably not. Um, yeah, I just checked it. It was a 15-year contract for Di Pietro. <laughs> it's not even like Di Pietro was a Vesna winning. Like... No. <laughs> he didn't. He have like a cup, like one or two good seasons. Like not. Nothing too crazy, but not bad. It was just, like, mediocre, and they were just like, yep, first overall pick, get him. We need a goalie, so we're just going to just give him a contract and just not worry about it. They, I guarantee you, they regretted it as soon as he stopped well, being mediocre. Okay, you want to know the exact equivalent of what that contract is now? Oh, Sir David Brodsky. <laughs> that... That is very fair. He will be bought out this year. I don't know how he's going to be bought out, and I think I've mentioned this before. He is. He has to be bought out by Florida. Did he even have like a decent year, or was it still like he got bad? I think him and Drieger played around the same amount of games. I think they played roughly around yeah. 20, 22 or twenty three games, and Drieger was better. <laughs> of course so, he was. And then even in the playoffs, like I think I texted Dylan. Uh, the this screenshot of like the game that he played, the second game he played against uh, Tampa Bay, and it was like five goals <laughs> on twelve shots, like seven seventy five GAA and like or um, yikes, save percentage, and I'm like, you signed this guy to a ten year deal, and then do you not <laughs> see his reaction after he signed that deal? He was like partying with freaking 
I can't remember who he's parting with, but there was like when he signed that deal, they were like popping champagne and stuff. I was like, oh well, he's just there for the money now, so he doesn't need to do anything. Does he need to play a single game? Of course again? he is. Of course so, he is. Yeah. I mean, if you were Bobrovsky or if you were DiPietro, would you sign those contracts? Oh, hell yeah. I know damn well I would. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say to the GM, oh, actually, I think this contract's pretty bad. I think I'm gonna regret <laughs> it in like two years. Give me less I'm money. I'm not that great. <laughs> yeah, give me like a one-year, like seven fifty k, whatever the minimum I'll is. I'll take less than minimum and... if I can. <laughs> hey. Yeah, don't insult Spezza. Mean, <laughs> Guys are Spezza's going to Spezza will start something in the NHLPA where, like, veteran players, like the veteran <laughs> vet minimum, minimum. Is down. <laughs> vet minimum. <laughs> he's he's going to move. He's going to, because isn't the veteran minimum like 750? That's just, that's just league seven, men. League s- men is like 800. They don't have a veteran minimum no, in the NHL? What? <laughs> Man. The NBA is so much better. At, <laughs> like, like the NBA is better with contract types than the NHL. They just need to add in a veteran minimum that's like 500k or something. That Spets is going to yeah, start that I think, though, if there is. Everyone. I think Joe Thornton would have signed that just to come to the Leafs, sir. Oh yeah, or even like Marlowe this oh, year. Oh good, he's just there to freaking play so he can get his record a little bit higher. That's just wants the records. Yeah, it's like oh, I'll just keep playing, and then his kids are like gonna be like 40 years old when he quits really <laughs> so, yep. he's gonna he's gonna play with his yeah. kids oh yeah he's gonna be like gordy howe he's gonna play with both of them yeah same line yeah he's gonna sign a he's gonna sign a one-day contract just to play one nhl game with his kid <laughs> and he's just gonna be a shell he's gonna play one shift and it's gonna last a second step on the ice step back off the <laughs> ice okay i played with my kid <laughs> And by the way, Ben, Sergei Barossi's contract was seven years, not nine, so you're dumb again. <laughs> I swear to God. No, he's getting paid $10 million, uh, but It's seven, $10 million, yeah. Yeah. Ten, sorry. Yeah, t- t- ten, ten mil, seven, seven years. Seven years is still too seven, long for a goalie. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. I think five is the max. Yes. You think he'd realize that? Because, I mean, Dem- Demko got a five by five, and I think that's an amazing Marshall contract got six by six. Yeah, and Ben Temko played better than him this year, so we won that yeah. deal at least for at least for now. For now, you um, mentioned. Uh, I just want to make this point because it, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> um, have you heard of um, Bobby Bonilla or Vanilla? No. So he was a baseball player because you mentioned worst contract in sports. <laughs> and so this You've is been a looking guy, it up while we were talking. <laughs> well, I did. I looked up the worst contracts in sports. And some of them are pretty bad, but this one is just, it takes the cake. So I'm reading from a Rolling Stones page. So it says, most people celebrate the 4th of July with some fireworks and hot dogs. Bobby Vanilla celebrates it by cashing a check worth $1.193 million. That's because like clockwork every July, the former Met receives an annual payout from an early 2000s deal connected by a life insurance agent. Yep, even though Vanilla retired from baseball in 2003... And hasn't played for the Mets since 1999. <laughs> the slugger has the good fortune to still be a part of team payroll until, drumroll please, 2035. <laughs> oh my god. 2035? Okay, so let me just get this straight here. One, one sec. So he hasn't played for the Mets since 1999. Since 1999. And they're yep. paying him until 2035. And I... in 2003, he stopped playing baseball. Yeah. 
as soon as 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 soon as, as, soon as I heard Mets. So, so for the next so this guy, just for the next like fourteen years, fi- fi- fourteen years. That's fourteen. In addition dollars. to the previous like twenty five years, yeah. He every July fourth he collects a check for one point two million dollars. That's, that's unbelievable. As soon as you said Mets and bad contracts, I immediately, <laughs> immediately remember watching a video that was like top five, top ten worst contracts of all time in any sport, and that was the number one, and I completely forgot about it when we were talking about what, worst what contracts. Position, what, what position did he play? Was he a pitcher? Or was he... I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I like, I'd like to know. Well, if he was a pitcher, I mean, that's ridiculous. Because like, pitchers, pitchers obviously don't last this long. No. As you know, unless you're Max Scherzer and you're just a tank, yeah. But he was a. It said he rotated for like third, first in the outfield. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, first baseman, utility player. First baseman don't do anything anyway, so yeah. No, they just hit. He was a. He was a six-time All Star, and he won three Silver Sluggers. Oh, okay. So he actually did something. Yeah, I mean, okay. at least he won something. Yeah, unlike Di Pietro. <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah. I'll, he I'll actually go... had like some credit behind his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just for the last you know twenty, thirty years is that he's just been getting a million dollars every single year because the Mets are terrible at you know baseball deals as well. So the amazing Mets. Yeah. Well, I just want to go back to I just want to go back to Minnesota quick. Um, Kirill Kaprizov has still not signed with Minnesota. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that the contract talks have gone cold, and they're like, "Oh, he might go back to the cage." I'm like, I swear to God, if he goes back to Russia, I'm I'm if done. This, with, like that's that's if, ridiculous. If this kid goes back to the KHL, I don't know what Minnesota can do to recover from that because how that about you just ridiculous. end and then you go back? You, you're now the Minnesota North Stars, and then you just change oh. your team around, and then you change Dallas's again. Because then you go back to that I would, franchise. I would vote for that. I love the North Star jerseys. Those are sick. Yeah, like, Just, like Minnesota would have to be another Vegas team because that's how we're going yeah. to we're gonna move the other Vegas team. <laughs> there gonna there to needs move. to be two now. Oh, my God. They're Kansas have to, City. They, they're going to have to do what Oakland is doing with the athletics. They're going to have to move to a new place. Just move. They're going to go to Vegas, too. They're going to go to Vegas. Easy. Who? Oakland? Yeah, Are, that's, I don't, that's probably mm, going to be the next spot for the. I A's. would, I would, I would definitely guess that that's where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean Vegas is such a good sports stop now, so. That's because of how popular it is with like tourists. They're going to like, oh yeah, we're going to get more like outsiders like in Europe and like all of that. I mean, I'd, I'd love sports. to go. I'd love to go see a, a, a game, like any game, to be honest, like football. Well, I, I actually baseball. went when when. I went on a trip with my family. Um, we actually saw a Canucks versus Vegas game, and the Canucks got demolished because this was back in <laughs> this was back in like 2017 or 18. So went right when they Vegas. started, yeah, and they had like a pretty stacked team already. Um, and would you, of course, would you call Van- the 2017 team stacked? They, or would they went to there? the they went they got close <laughs> to the final in their first year. Didn't they get to the first round or something? And they lost to San Jose off a controversial, off the uh, Pavelski penalty, or something like that. I don't. Yeah, it was that year. Yeah. So, but like, I mean, uh, comparing that Vegas team to Vancouver, yes, they were stacked. Okay, 
<laughs> I think Van- I think Vancouver lost the game four two or four one, and it was it wasn't a game. But but yeah, that that stadium yeah. or not stadium the the arena that was easily the nicest arena that I've seen. Just such a very very nice and well built arena. And I think if you ever get a chance to go to Vegas, you should definitely go and watch a game. I would like. I would really like to. D- um, yeah, sorry. With Kaprizov, <sighs> he they want Minnesota wants a long term deal. Obviously, yeah. He does not want a long term deal. He wants a short term deal. Just give him whatever the hell he wants. Give He's him a bridge deal. Really your best player that you have. Just sign him. Doesn't matter. Give him whatever you want. Just give him a bridge deal. That's what Vancouver is probably going to do with Pedersen because they have they have no cap over the next couple of years. Just give him a three year deal. That's like what he's worth i don't know what what everyone's thinking that he's worth but just give him a three-year deal and then let him let him just play for you uh i'd say like if he wins the calder which we'll talk about in a sec here um if he wins the calder that will definitely up his value even a little bit more oh yeah. but we know how good he is as a player 100 so just just sign him like like four or five million i think would be probably the way to start mm-hmm like in between that, like yeah, bridge deal three years, four and a half or five. I think that'd probably be the like just to get him started here and stuck here. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dylan? What do you think? Uh, I was so I was just looking at Artemi Panarin's thing because oh, to me they're kind of similar, oh, like yeah. guys who came across <laughs> from from Russia kind of late. And I didn't know Kaprizov was under contract last year because I was kind of like, wait a minute, I thought. It was like a two-year thing, but yeah. Um, I mean, if he dips, <laughs> I don't know what you really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like that's one of the best like one-season wonders from a guy yeah. to kind of come in and then take off. I mean, I, I picture him and as I, like a Kovalchuk instead too. Yeah, and I think that. it's just like you say. Like I think Minnesota has to just kind of. They have to kind of bend to whatever he asks for. Like, I don't see why you play hardball with this guy because he has that that leave in his back pocket. Like, he can just jump over to the K whenever he wants, right? Like, so, CSKA is calling all the time. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll take you back. He was literally the driving force on... They're the reason... Yeah, they're the reason why they were in the playoffs. Exactly. Like, how can you... He finally like, made that team interesting. Like he was probably the likeable. most exciting player. Likeable, like yeah, likeable. Like just <laughs> like I like this team now. This is a fun team. Like before that, they're just Minnesota. Nobody give a crap about any of those freaking players. They just overpaid their one defenseman, overpaid their one forward, and then they had Matt Dumba. Yeah, I like Matt Dumba. Yeah, but yeah. We can start talking about awards if you guys want to talk about awards. Yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's about damn time that Barkov got a <laughs> Selkie. Holy. Yeah. So, yeah, Alexander Barkov won the Selkie. Um, it's finally a time where Bergeron did not win the Selkie. Like, okay. Um, as a, he could have won it. He could have won it. I, okay. I wouldn't deny it. He's always, he's always should be up there. Oh, yeah. Like, as a Vancouver fan, obviously, I don't like the Bruins, just like Maple Leafs fans, so we have something in common. But... <laughs> I have a lot of things in common. You don't know. I I love Patrice Bergeron. Like, he's the one guy on that team that maybe Tukarask. He hasn't really rubbed me the wrong way. But I love Patrice Bergeron. But he just 
gets that award so often. It's just like, okay, we get it. Bergeron, you're really, really good at hockey. You're really, really good at everything to do with hockey minus goaltending, obviously. But, like, we got to give it to somebody else. Like, you'd think by... Like, <laughs> I pretty know much Bar- rename it the Patrice the Bergeron. Bergeron. Yeah. Defensive oh, yeah, forward award. <laughs> the winner of the 2040... Patrice Bergeron <laughs> trophy is whatever. The, like the Patrice Bergeron Sean Couturier award. Yeah, <laughs> goes to Sean Couturier's son, Kevin. No, Sean Couturier Jr. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's about time, and I'm glad that somebody in Florida actually won an, an award. Yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, before the season. Close yet. Before the season, I heard Bobrovsky for the Vesna, and I thought they were insane. <laughs> I just who I said like, that? Who said that? Probably a Florida fan, but I even oh but goodness. I even think Florida fans were like, I don't know, I don't know about that one. That's we'll take we'll take Drieger and freaking Spencer Knight. We'll take this guy that's played five games in this entire NHL career so far. Yeah, and then, then one, and a guy that's played forty. Yeah, the didn't the game didn't Spencer Knight's first game they won in the playoffs? Yeah, it was game it was game four. Ridiculous. I think it was game four or five yeah and then they then he, then he lost six mm-hmm. but he only gave up i think two goals in that game or one goal so i don't know it's that the florida panthers stuff is confusing to me and will always be confusing but yeah we'll move on to the next one um ron Bredemore, ron rod the bod uh rod Bredemore won the uh coach of the year award the jack adams i was like what is it called it's jack adams um, over uh, who are the other who are the other nominees? Uh, Dean Evanson in Minnesota. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and, uh, and Joel uh, Quintville in Florida. Those are three very good coaches to choose. I thought oh, Dean Evanson was going to win. Yeah, I really did. But I mean, I'm happy for Rod W. I mean, they finally he finally signed. Yeah, he uh, got a three couple year, days ago, three year extension. Yeah, hopefully he gets that for the rest of his. Uh, coaching staff that he wanted yeah. so they must have agreed on something yeah um what's the next what would be a next award that has already been gone uh the i guess the king clancy if you want yeah so like, just go ahead that one. like for brenda moore like watching him like in the dressing room and stuff like there, yeah. you saw the video where he's like i want you guys to sing happy birthday to my dad to my dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how could you not want to play for that guy? Yeah, and then he's like are... walking around the room, like sing "Happy Birthday." If you don't sing "Happy Birthday," like I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> sing it. No, I, I'd love to play for Rod anymore. Be, well, I mean, fantastic. I, I think the thing with Rod is that it all it helps that he was like a longtime NHL player, so he obviously knows like the the camaraderie in the dressing room on and off the ice. So like I think it I think that definitely helps him be as good a coach as he is. And it ju- it just definitely adds on to him already knowing the game so well. But, but yeah. I'm... Also also winning a Stanley Cup with the team he's coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I as the captain. I think that's a huge Yeah, as the captain. Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge thing that you need I think in the dressing room. Yeah. As well as being a good leader. Oh yeah, coach. Um, yeah, King King Clancy. That was the. I don't even know what that award. It's a, I really don't. It's. I have the quote right here. It's award <laughs> award to the player who shows leadership on and off the ice and who has made a noteworthy 
humanitarian contribution to his community. And the the finalists were Curtis Gabriel on the Sharks, Pekka Rene on the Predators, and P.K. Subban on the Devils, and then uh, Pekka Rene won it. So Curtis Gabriel is the one who usually skates along the, the red line and like tries to pick fights with everybody on the other team. Is that the same guy? Uh, I think. I think. So. I think that's. I think that's Curtis Gabriel. I think that is. I think so. Like what? What kind of leadership? Or uh... <laughs> he's like Milan Lucic in the way he just. He's a goon on the ice, but he's probably the nicest guy off the ice. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Good for Pecorino. I mean, I think his time of being a starter in Nashville is over. Yeah. It's be UC Soros. Yes. Like judging by the playoffs, UC Soros was the. Probably the only reason why Nashville got there. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, again, I don't really watch a lot of Predators games because, one, uh, we don't get to watch them, and two, I, I don't really want to watch them. So <laughs> I don't think anybody in Nashville watches Predators games anyway. No, they only watch the playoffs. Yeah. That's all they watch. And then they're like, they're like, hey, can we go smash the cars yet? Or yeah, then, is that only like in the playoffs? Then they'll see them like lose a game, and then they're like, oh, yeah, let's go back to watching – nascar and listen to country music <laughs> but yeah um yeah. the other one was the bill masterson memorial trophy which is a word to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of of um sportsmanship dedication to hockey is voted by the p the, the professional hockey association and the finals were matt dumba oscar Lindblom, and patrick marlowe i don't think this could have been anybody else other than Lindblom, considering what he went yeah. through like that guy is crazy. Like he went through so much, and for him to come back and still like be a like a relevant player. Like he played fifty games. He got eight goals, six assists, so nothing too crazy. But like he wasn't dead weight out there. No. Like he played. Yeah, coming beating. Uh, do you have a Hodgkin's lymphoma or do you had some other type of lymphoma? Uh, he was. Uh, uh, type of cancer. He was diagnosed with Ewing Ewing sarcoma. So yeah, oh. a, a type of cancer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good story. Like, I mean, with Patrick Marlowe, I get it too. But was Patrick Marlowe nominated just because he's like really old? The old guy. <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I'm kind of leaning towards. Like, I know why Dumbo was name, nominated. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, we, we all Marlo's know Marlowe's just so. old as hell. So they're like, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I guess it's the only award that we could put for the guy that you know has the most games played in the NHL. Yeah, that's the the way we're leaning towards. But yeah, good, good on Lindblom for. One coming back and actually playing the game, and continuing on with his season after he recovered from well, and cancer, and That's... still like actually doing a decent, like a decent job, yeah, like con- contributing, yeah. contributing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Lady Bing also as well. Um, I think it was Jacob Slavin. Yeah, Slavin. Mm-hmm. For the le- it's such a dumb award. Oh, who For has the, the nice most... guy? Le- yeah, the less the less amount of penalty minutes in the whole league. Why don't you just give it to that hey, guy? Like, whoa, whoa. This doesn't need to be an actual award. Austin Matthews. I know Austin. Ma- I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> that literally does not matter. He won the Rocket Richard. I'm happy with that. Yeah, would like true. a Stanley Cup instead of the Rocket Richard, but that's okay. No. Yeah, that that requires him to score actual more goals in the playoffs to you know contribute to his Rocket Richard pace. Um, and then. The, I think the other awards that haven't been given out are the the Calder, yep, the G, the, the GM of the heart. the GM of the year, yeah, the heart, the ooh the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, I guess Steve Dangle calls it the 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 Mark Messier Cookie Award or something like that. I I mean, I guess 
we could do like predictions because it, it does show finalists at least uh, the, sure. the if, page if you want to do uh yeah if you want to do the, the last little bit of rewards we'll each say what we think, I guess. Uh, I guess the finals. We think. Uh, let's just do the GM of the year. It's Mark Bergevin on the Canadians, Lou Lamorello on the Islanders, and then Bill Zito on the Panthers. Dylan, you start. Uh, I would give it to Bergeron or Bergevin. Sorry, um, Bergeron. Okay. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron. Giving him everything now. <laughs> okay, he. Okay, Bergeron's won like the last twelve Selkies. We did. He doesn't need any more. <laughs> he doesn't need any, <laughs> he doesn't need any more awards. He He's built the Boston, Boston team by hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, he single-handedly picked picked uh, Brad Marchand out of like a, a lineup. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> out of jail, and then in, in Nova Scotia, they just picked him out of a lineup, and he's like, "That guy's gonna play on my top line with me." <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'd give it to Bergevin. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of a silly award because it's like whose team kind of surprised the most. Um, yeah, but like that, uh, the Josh Anderson trade, I think worked out pretty well for, uh, for Domi. <laughs> yeah. Um, for Domi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I don't really know how you like credibly say like this GM is better than that GM, but yeah, it's basically just trades. And... Yeah. Um, like I maybe because was... his hair is really cool and he's got huge muscles, but yeah, he's like, you know, yeah, a monster now. <laughs> um, I also think that the Tyler Toffoli signing was a huge steal. Yeah, like, said only like four something. Four years, four point two five for what he does. I mean, um, I just think that was one of the steals of the free agency was getting Tyler Toffoli on such a great contract. It's like he's only twenty eight years old. He's gonna his contract's gonna be over at thirty two, so he's got at least two years of his. I guess prime still left, and then he might fall off. But I mean, he could play pretty good till he's 32 when Goal Caulfield is putting up 40 goals a year, <laughs> and Deno is actually putting up points and not just shutting down the other team's top center. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> I mean, who are the uh, who are the nominations again? Bergevin, Bergevin, Zito, and Lamorello and Zito. Oh, I'm picking Lamorello because, you know, that guy, you know, he's he's dragging this awesome, exciting Islanders team to very many conference finals almost every single year and making Matt Barcel play a, in a defensive formation with uh, Barry Trotz being the coach. Yeah. To me, that's more on Barry Trotz than... Uh, I mean, Lou also... Didn't have to tell Kyle Palmieri to shave his eyebrows or shave his beard <laughs> when he got in. He did it. He did it because he wanted to do it, and he had to do it. Because if he didn't already do it, Lou would find out. Yeah. And I mean, like when he was the GM of Toronto, I again, it was only for a couple of years, but he made some very big changes, and then we are now seeing what those changes could have been if we stuck with him a little bit longer. Um, That's what his his Matt biggest Mar- thing Matt is. Martin is like he comes into these organizations and he i mean he he's like an old man so he instills these like old man ideologies Rules. like you know you got to dress nice and be clean shaven and whatnot but it instills this culture i think in players and in the organization that like a a culture of like professionalism and whatnot that yeah. we've seen like i mean especially kind of transformed toronto a bit and now doing it in new york who was like an embarrassment for 
<laughs> I mean, we well, talked about Rick DiPietro for how long? Like, that sums yeah. it up. Ugh. Yeah. Garth Snow as GM. Ugh. Well, I think, like, with, like, dealing with what you're talking about, like, the professionalism and, like, the, like, all that, all those qualities, I think that also helps with, like, the younger players, like, the Barzals on that team. Yeah. Like, to sure. just, to just, like, show them the culture and, like, how to act. Like, I know, I know Barzell's living with one of the players on his team. I can't remember who it is, but, like, yeah, it just, it just helps that it's not just the players that are showing, like, the culture to the young guys, but it's also the GM and the executives that are showing the culture to the young guys coming in. Yeah. See, like, I, I can't think of, like, those two are the only guys I think should be up for it because I don't really know what Bill Zito did to change the... The Florida Panthers. The Panthers. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean they they did finish. What did they finish second? I think so. Yeah. I mean, finished second in their division. They got behind uh, Carolina. I mean, they got rid of Hoffman. Great job on their part. <laughs> got rid of Hoffman. Um, they got rid of Trocheck for nothing. Oh my god. Um, yeah, their goaltending needs work big time if there's anything that they need to do it's cool i mean if aaron ekblad didn't break his leg i think oh. he might have had a better shot in the playoffs than um than what they actually did but i mean as a gm i'm not really sure what um what to look at for that yeah i don't know um yeah that that award's kind of confusing if you want to move on to the next one that'd be uh, i mean <laughs> we can do the calder i mean that's i think it's really a two-headed monster which one you can go at because like yeah it's kaprizov nadelkovich and robertson i really think it's really between kaprizov and robertson like yeah nadelkovich had a good year but i don't think he played enough games or had enough significance to be in the running for it as much as kaprizov and robertson yeah yeah i think that's a that's a good way to look at it because i mean kaprizov i think he has did he have the most points I think he had the most points uh, as a rookie this season. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but I think Robertson had the most assists. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's good to see both of these players, you know, contribute to their teams and cha- maybe change their culture of their teams, like Minnesota and Dallas, even though Dallas um, kind of had a rough year this year. Yeah, um, they had a they had their hangover from being in the final. Yeah, I think. Robertson is probably the only the only uh, like bright spot. Yeah, like like I'm looking I'm looking at Ned Djokovic's regular season stats. He only played 23 games. He did amazing in those 23 games. 15 wins, five losses, three over three overtime losses, 1.9 goals against, and a 9.32 save percentage. I just think well, if he played more games, he definitely could have been in the running for sure. Yeah. No, that's. That's fair. Dylan, what do you think? Uh, I think it's kind of a toss-up. I, I would agree with the point that it's kind of a toss-up between Robertson and Kaprizov. But I, I give the edge to the Kaprizov just because I don't know if it matters in the voting, but uh, to me, he just he was flashier, and you know everybody kind of talked about him a lot more, especially early in the season when he scored those few pretty nice goals. Yeah, I think that yeah. kind of gives him that edge over Robertson. Like, at least up here... In Canada, like, I don't remember anybody really talking about Robertson until the nomination started coming out. Yeah, mostly in Canada, they talk about his brother on the Leafs. Oh, yeah, Jason. Mm-hmm. 
or not Jason. No, uh, uh, Nick. Nick, yeah, Nick. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Kaprizov had, he played 55 games, he had 51 points, he had 27 goals and 24 assists. Well, like that's, like that's, that's fantastic. Like that's 40-something goals in a regular Yeah, yeah. and then Robertson. Season. Robertson had 45 points. 51 games, 45 points. So he had 17 goals and 28 assists. Uh, well, the, the, again, that's not that's really good. Like yeah. that's well, the way that I'm looking at it from from my perspective is, I think Kaprizov had more of like an impact on his team. opportunity. Well, I think he had more of an impact just overall because, like, he was the like we said earlier, he was the driving force in their playoff push. And like, yeah, Jason Robertson had a great year, but it didn't really amount to anything other than like, oh, hey, you had like a pretty good rookie season and nobody saw this coming out of you, at least not right now. Um, but, I, but like every single day, I it seemed like for a good bit on like SportsCenter or Sportsnet, it was, did you see what Kaprizov did today? Like it was like they're, they were just going insane. And then you're like, yeah, how many goals did he have this year? Like what did you say, 27? 27. Yes, he had 27 goals and and he finished with 51 points. Like that's a that's a pretty good rookie season in a small 56 game season. Like that's almost a point per game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty damn good for a rookie. I know he's 24 and everyone's or 24, 23 years old, and he's like, oh, he's technically not. He's not really a rookie. He's not a rookie because he's played in the KHL. I mean, yeah, the KHL ain't the NHL. So let's let's just chill out with that talk right there um yeah oh yeah i think i think kaprizov is the safe bet i think you summarized it summarized it perfectly ben when you said that he made the wild like fun to watch he made them interesting yeah he made them relevant yeah he made them fun yeah um yeah i'm gonna go with kaprizov i think on that i I do like jason robertson but there's just it's just not enough i think also like with with a colder season too just before we move on to the next one. Mm. With a color season, it's such a small sample size because you got one season. If you don't perform in this one season, you you don't get taken as seriously as you would in your sophomore because it's always that sophomore slump that usually follows. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like having these breakout seasons, it's very important. Even if you don't win the color, like having 45 points in 51 games for uh, Jason Robertson, that's a fantastic way to start your career. On a team, yeah. And a team that will, you know, obviously be looking at you to help support. Yeah, yeah. If you want to move on to the next one, uh, I guess we'll, we'll do the Norris the or the Heart. Oh, I forgot about the Norris. Yeah, I've, whichever one. I figured the Norris has some controversy with it because I mean, Kale McCarr. No, <laughs> it's not Kale McCarr. Not Hedman. No, I don't want Hedman. I want Fox to win. I think Fox deserves it. I mean, I know he played on like the one of the top power plays in the NHL with Panarin and Zibanejad, but like that that guy was so good both offensively and defensively. Like yeah, Makar isn't That guy is the best skater I've ever seen play. Oh like even over like McDavid and um there's so many good skaters, but his edge work, like him and Sidney Crosby, like if like if he had tree trunk legs like Sidney Crosby did, and like that, like you remember, you remember when he did that in against Ottawa in the playoffs where he's just holding off Spezza? Yeah. 
that's what I pictured. Like, Kale McCarr literally makes people fall over because he stutter steps so well and then just will cut inside and just rifle it. Okay, well... Or pass it. Well, ben, this isn't who's the best skater in the NHL. <laughs> I know, but it's a huge factor. He's still the best defenseman. Yeah, he might not be the best defensive player. See, like, this is where I think... Um... The NHL needs the NHL needs to adopt what the NFL does with their awards, like top offensive player and then like defensive. Like I know it's different with the NFL because it's like there's an offense and a defense. But with the NHL, they need to do like best offensive defenseman and then yeah. defensive defenseman. Like name the defensive one after Nick Lidstrom. I think that's prime the the prime candidate for defensive defenseman award, and then name offensive defenseman after whoever the hell you want like bobby or, or somebody older because it can't be somebody that's more recent because that's just not what the nhl does yeah no bobby, bobby or would probably be the best so yeah dude bobby or best offensive defenseman and then uh, nick lidstrom top defensive defenseman there you go boom now there isn't controversy of like oh mccarr's defense is bad and that's and it's a defensive it's a defenseman award like just make two awards for offense and defense and then you will solve all your problems Who then make new trophies? I don't care. Get get a get a fan to do a fan art of it and have a draw. Like one get people more interested in this yeah. game when it comes to more like per, like personal exactly and what to strive for. Even though if you're not going to make it through the season, like to the Stanley Cup, even though that's all everybody's goals, you might as well you know play for something. Exactly. And I think when Pete... So, yeah, my, my pick is still Kale McCarr, though. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, my, my, mine would be Adam Fox, for sure. Because, like, Hedman, I don't even think Hedman's in the running, because I, th- I just think he... I think they're just putting him there because he's one of the best defensemen in the league. I don't know if people consider him the best. But they were just like, oh, yeah, Hedman had, like, a decent season. We're going to throw him in third, because nobody else is really that close. Because like I heard, I heard people yeah. like, "Oh, John Carlson could be in there." I'm like, he had a bad defensive season. If you look at his defensive stats, they were horrible. But, yeah, I mean, Dylan, I know you picked uh, picked Hedman closer to the beginning of years. Um, now he was like your pick earlier in the season. Yeah, early in the season, or, I was. What do, you, what do you think about now? I was still leaning on Hedman just because I think he was. To me, he's like almost the perfect mold of a defenseman, like combining his skating and his size and um, the way he kind of commands the ice. Um, and at that time, so that was on another podcast back in like, I guess, February, like kind of towards the midpoint of the season. And at that time, Fox was not even in the discussion. No. Um, but he's looked great, like averaging says he's averaging 24 minutes a game. Um, leading power play ice time. 47 points. And I think he's only... It's only like his second full season, I think. Or third full season. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, I'm just still stuck on Kale McCarr. I, I, I don't know. Just... That's because you wish he was a Leaf. Um Oh man, if he was oh. if he was a leaf, I trade anybody for that player. Do you oh, trade Matthews for Kyle McCarr? Uh, okay, then no. yeah, you you definitely trade Marner though. 
I trade yeah, Marner I for say, him. You trade Marner yeah. for him. Yeah, not very many trades I would want like Marner to go in, but really like any defenseman or anything like that. Yeah, see you later. I'll take you. I'll take well, Kale. Even at, I'll take Adam Fox as well. But well, I I've been hearing like because like obviously everyone's talking about the awards now because other than the Cup the Stanley Cup playoffs that there's really nothing else to talk about hockey related other than the awards and I've seen people be like oh well Kale McCarr only played 44 games so is he even eligible for it I'm like I mean he missed 12 games it's not like he missed 25 or 30 games like yeah it's a 56 game yeah, season like how he, like what where's the he, cutoff he was line? a point per game player in those 44 games he got 44 points like come on you can't yeah. well yeah you put well, you put Nadelkovic in, and he played twenty three games. I think. Yeah, you he put said, right? he. Yeah, twenty three. So is twenty is twenty games the cutoff uh, for any I don't know. player? I thought it was. Like if that's if that's like the Calder, like if you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The if there's a cutoff for playing games, like is, is being a Norris candidate, you have to stay healthy. Uh, I mean. Then you should probably put that in there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of a gray area when it comes to the awards. Yeah. Typical NHL though, not not explaining anything that you know, exactly. They like, oh yeah, we'll just move on from this and then. Yeah, just it. look at the refing in the playoffs, and then there you go. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, last one. What do you mean, last one? There's there's well, how many there's more three. Well, the <laughs> Lindsay and the Hart are like the same yeah, thing. The Lindsay so. and the Hart. Yeah. And there's the Vesna. Oh, I forgot about the Vesna. I think we already kind of already talked about the Vesna. Yeah, I'm, yeah we, but... I'm pretty sure we all think Vasilevsky's gonna get it. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we want. I want Flurry. Dylan wants Flurry. Yeah. I want Flurry. Just I'm happy that he's not. I'm happy that he's not. not the reason I want Flurry is because I think Flurry takes some heat for like, like I think he's what like third or fourth in wins now. Yeah, he's third. Like he, to me, he's a lock Again, my, to the Hall of Fame, but I think he takes some heat. Especially for those two cup runs where he was the backup, and I think him finally getting yeah. a Vesna. I don't even know if he's actually been ever nominated for a Vesna. He has not. Yeah. So for getting one, I think that would like, to me, that would like push him ahead of that. I think he's in that group of guys like Luongo and, um, Cujo, where they're kind of like these elite guys who never really won. Even though, well, I guess. He's got three cups, but yeah. No, he hasn't. I feel like it's all he needs because he's got everything else, right? He's got a gold medal. He's got a cup. It'd be kind of cool for yeah, him. He doesn't have an Olympic gold, though, I don't think. Yeah, no, he doesn't have an Olympic. He wasn't on the uh, That's... 2014 or 20. No, I, I know he wasn't on uh, 2010. But... No. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was on I'll check that out. But yeah, he's third all time in uh, wins. I thought 2014 was like. I, I know 2014 yeah, he, was. He's, all, he's, he's third all time in wins. Yeah. I know so 2014. Like, um, 20... And then it's Luongo after him, but he he just passed Luongo uh, four wins ago. Yeah. Now he's chasing Patrick Waugh at 551. Yeah, he got a gold well, think... as the third. I guess he was the third guy in the 2010 Olympics. Oh, okay, cool. I was gonna say, okay, so he got that. I was like, I swear he was one of the best goalies at that time. So there's no way that you can't put Marc Andre Fleury on there. I just don't, he didn't play yeah. right because it was like Broder and it was yeah talk boys. So yeah, I, I still think Vasilevsky. I agree. Yeah, hundred um, yeah, percent. But yeah, um, yeah. If you want to do the heart one next or the uh, 
Oh, I mean, they're the same word. They just have different. The this, these are literally the exact same yeah, word. Yeah, so the heart except, and the Lindsay except... basically. I mean, we can basically wrap them in the the same thing. One is decided by the hockey writers. The other decided by the players themselves. But if we look at the heart yeah, noms, yeah. um, it's basically McKinnon, Matthews, and McDavid. The triple M's. Yeah, arguably like the three best players in the NHL right now. Yeah, I mean it's. It's hard to talk about it though because you know people are like, oh, like two of them are in like the easiest division like this year, like the North Division. Like, sure, like, yeah, no, I'll go with that no, argument. It's not how it works. We get it. Like, if Montreal doesn't win this series, the North Division was a joke. Yeah, but I really like he's he's still got a hunt. McDavid still got 106 points in 56 games. Like, He's literally. How can, you contri- how can you not contribute more than that? He's doing yeah, the what fact that he's Gretzky like almost forty points up on the next guy who's not on his team. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's not. It's not even close. And then even Matthews, right? Like Matthews should be nominated for the heart, but he didn't get the most points. Like he's like fifth or sixth. Yeah. Maybe like sixth in uh, points. No, I think but so. he's. Um, to me, he's the scariest goal scorer in the NHL right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. It, it, obviously, it's McDavid. Yeah. Like, there's no if, like, no way. Like McKinnon too. I. I'm glad they put his name in there because he is a menace in that division. But he's also got Rantanen, right? Yeah, he's got Rantanen. He's got um, Landis Cog. He's got like, Kale the power play Kale there. Kale yeah, the, Kale the power play is just absolutely stupid. Yeah, keep saying his name. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so all, all three of those are really good nominations, but it's McDavid. Yeah, not even close. I mean, if, if McDavid doesn't win it, then there's no like credibility behind this award. <laughs> no, there's zero. Just like when Taylor Hall won, and like McDavid should be winning the heart every single freaking year. Pretty much. Every year. I mean, I mean, Leon won it last year, but like. If we're talking MVP, like most valuable player, McDavid is most valuable player in this league. Yeah. Let alone his team. Yeah, he's the MVP of the NHL in general. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Give him every single award. Oh, yeah? Even Vesna? Even no. the Patrice Norris. Bergeron yeah, Defensive Player Norris. Award. Yeah. <laughs> the Sean <Couturier> Award. <laughs> yeah, and then... Yeah. And then with the Ted Lindsay, it's you just switch out McKinnon for Crosby, and it's the same ones: Crosby, Matthews, McDavid for most outstanding player. And I think, again, it's McDavid. He got he doubled his point total compared to games played. Yeah, he got 106 or 105 points in 56 games. Like that's incredible. I don't care if people are like, oh, the North Division sucked, like Ottawa, Vancouver, yeah, we, we just we just talked about this. <laughs> he would have put up points like, like that regardless of. The division. Yeah. Because he's done it yeah. in the but past you, years. You, yeah. Well, the reason why, like, Sidney Crosby's in there is because of all the freaking Penguin Hardos that are like, oh, Sidney Crosby should always be in here. He should never not be in this award. Same with the heart. He should always be there because he's the best player. I'm like, did you watch? Like, did you see any of these games where he has 106 <laughs> points? 106. In and he got... He need he needed four and he got them in the first two periods, in the last game. He's like, I'm not gonna wait. I'm just gonna get them all tonight. <laughs> it's incredible. Yes, Crosby is 
an amazing player. You'll always be one of the best players to play. But you gotta ease up and you gotta look at other teams. And I'm a Leaf fan, and I think I want to talk about Connor McDavid winning every single awards. He could beat my team every second of the day. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I'm not even talking about the guys on my team that's been nominated for both awards. So, because <laughs> you can't really talk about Matthews no, winning the award. No, it's 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 you, not going to happen. You can't. <laughs> so, what's the point? So yeah, just McDavid, McDavid, we're good. Pretty, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm just trying to see if they like confirmed if Flurry or Leonard's playing tonight. I can't find anything. The last I had seen I mean, was that are. they predict Flurry to start because he was the first one to come off the ice after the morning practice. And I guess oh, okay. typically yeah, that's an th- indication of who's starting. Starting. Yeah, I saw a thing, and it was it was like um, quoted um, Robin Leonard telling uh, Flurry to to get off the ice first because he was <laughs> he was supposed to be the starter, but Leonard's oh. Leonard's insane, so I don't know. Yeah, he's he's crazy. <laughs> that guy's insane. Did you see the thing that he said about, like about like oh yeah, I got to the rink four hours before the game. Yeah, <laughs> so I could to listen read. to you guys. Uh... You guys, <laughs> yeah, just listen to you guys talk absolute crap about Losing, me. Yeah. And it motivated me, and you know, I mean, it worked. And then they motivated me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's a lot of talk. That was good. I really enjoyed this one too. Um, thanks, Nick, for joining us. Yeah, man. Man, no worries. We'll get you on again, probably sooner rather than later. You know, before we kind of take a little break when hockey's done. Um, or yeah, if something then, crazy happens, then then we'll we'll bring, if it has anything to do with the Canucks, we'll bring you back on for sure. I mean, the only thing that's happened with like if Jim, like if Jim Benning gets fired, if, if Jim Benning gets fired, then we'll bring you on immediately. He, he ain't getting fired, no. They, they, well, they <laughs> well, Ben, me and you saw the thing before we started. It said that the Sedins are being brought on as like the special advisors or something. Advisors, advisors to the GM. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, be the, special advisors to the GM. <laughs> <laughs> that, well that's what that's what all of like the the guys are speculating they're like oh yeah jim bang's gonna breed these guys into being the gms i'm like so what is it gonna be co-gms or is one of them just gonna have the title but the other he's gonna, one's he's gonna teach him how to draft really well and then he's gonna just, teach him how to draft really well and then not know how to sign players whatsoever yeah. to any contracts. and then he'll he'll um, like be like he'll be like oh yeah and then for trades i'll show you how to be like 50 percent really good and then 50 percent really bad like, <laughs> like would would Daniel do like the away games, the away game GM, and then he like <laughs> Henrik would be the home games. <laughs> I don't them. know. I don't know. Or like you know, like if, if they you know signed as co GMs, they would just like. Is there anything off. they do independently, Probably. or do they do everything? As, no, as a no I think they just everything like together. Yeah, they should do like ice skating, like like figure skating. They should have one GM and one as coach, and then they can like. Yeah, and then they'd be like, Ah, Henrik, what are you doing? Daniel, what are you down here? You're not the coach. Ah, I tricked you. It's actually me. It's Daniel. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, remember when you didn't sign that guy? He'd be perfect right now. Oh, well, maybe. I'm Henrik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny as hell to see, but yeah, that'd no. be so confusing. Oh, yeah. 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 Next time, next time we t- we know we talk about the Canucks, we'll bring you on for sure. 
Yay. I get to talk <laughs> smack about them even more than I already do. That's okay. I already talked about the Leafs enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to give us a follow on Facebook at Deadfuck Podcast, that'd be great. Um, I'm Ben. Uh, I was here with yeah. Dylan. And there he is. Hey. Yeah. Go ahead. And Nick. Um, catch us on the next one. See you guys later. See ya. Later. <laughs>